It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to a special Papa's Perspective edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. Get Bob's Discount at the official furniture store and mattress partner of the New York Giants. Shop in store or at mybobs.com. All right, Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. The Giants will host the Detroit Lions at MetLife Stadium. Almost 32 years to the day, November the 18th, 1990, Carl, you were part of the Giants team that hosted the Lions. You were 9-0 and going into the game, but you were taking on the great Barry Sanders. And you guys won that football game by a score of 20 to nothing. What was it like leading up to the game for you and that great defense? Well, he was our biggest challenge, Bob. And I tell you, he was everything that he was built to be. I mean, he was just elusive. I mean, we the way we had to practice, it was almost like we were out chasing chickens in practice it's not literally but like we would have guys simulate him just running everywhere and just trying to get more than one guy uh to the football and you know uh one of the knocks on him is they didn't think he could catch the scouting reports didn't have him catching a lot of footballs out of college he's a good screen pass runner too uh anything that got him in open open field um but it was it was a challenge but we did not um, take on the challenges individuals we took it on as a defensive collective talk about that team um you know and how much pride you took in your run defense about not allowing guys to get 100 yards against you yeah I mean listen it didn't matter what name was on the back of the jersey or what the stats said um as a team we thought it was important uh to the way we played our mentality um to limit runners to under 100 yards we didn't want anyone to get over 100 yards we we felt that um our formula for success is to stop the run and limit passing you know there were some some teams that we didn't allow 250 yards total offense so um that was just a sense of pride and that was you know what giant defense was all about that was what we wanted to establish tough heart nose football do you remember um what the meetings were like with Coach Belichick that week? Because he, yeah. he's your defensive coordinator. Yeah, like, so Bill's, when he wants to make a, a point or emphasize something that's really important, he always starts with, hey, listen. Hey, look, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, if you think this guy is fast, you haven't seen him in person. He's faster than he is on film. And he'll start with that whole that whole thing. He's never – I don't think he ever um, gave us any reason to doubt that we could stop him, but he's like he's, – he level set right away. He wanted us to know what the expectations were. Um, so he starts with, hey, listen, look, I'm just telling you, this guy can make you miss, this guy can catch, this guy can run. And sometimes we, we laugh at him. In meetings, because ah, Bill, you're just hyping this guy up. This was as soon as he cut the film on, we knew that he was everything uh, that we thought he was. And when the game started, it was he was just that dynamic. All right, so um, Phil Sims hits the touchdown maker, Stephen Baker, uh, for a 33 yarder. So you're up seven nothing. Matt Barr kicks a short field goal, and then Phil throws uh, a 57 yarder to Mark Ingram. So now you got the lead. Barr gets a, 
another field goal. It's 20 to nothing at the half. But you get the lead early. Yeah. How important was what your offense did to allow you guys to play the kind of defense you needed to play? Well, in essence, Bob, it, it kind of took Barry out of the, the run game, if you will, even though he could hit a home run at any time. But, you know, a team that's tw- down 20 zip playing against our defense, you got to – they have to imagine, well, we got to try to get back in this game in a hurry. So they – uh, could not rely on the balance that they would normally lie, rely on. All right, so now let's get into the game because Barry Sanders at any moment can hit a home run. And, uh, you know, he winds up finishing the game with just 69 yards rushing. He did get a 17-yarder against you guys, but mm-hmm. that was all – that was kind of like after the fact. Yeah. After the game was in control. There's no after the fact. There's not <laughs> defense. Like, those, those, those stats in our meeting room, those after the fact stats, they still count as a demerit, right? So – um, we were we were coached and 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 our mindset was to play sixty minutes. So we would be just as pissed if if that seventeen yarder happened in the first play of the game or the last play of the game. Uh, you also limited him in the passing game. He had I think two catches for ten yards. Yeah, his long was nine. Did you feel like your defense was kind of getting in his head a little bit too? You know, he never really showed emotion. Uh, he was just kind of the same level guy. If he got a big run, you, we've seen it many, many times. He just hands it to the official, doesn't look at his opponent. Um, but I think he felt us, put it that way. Like he didn't, he did not talk. Uh, he did not show uh, fear, but we could tell he felt our presence, our defensive presence, because it was just no, we just tried to bottle him up as much as possible, and um, we did, a, we did a, a, a pretty decent job. Now, um, one of the other things that you guys did in limiting and shutting down Barry Sanders in this 1990 win uh, at Giant Stadium was uh, you created his first ever fumble, didn't you? Yeah, they're going in in the red zone, uh, looking to score. I think it was right around the 10, somewhere between the 8 and 10-yard line, and, uh, you know, he's making guys miss and he's twisting. And I came in from the side and ripped the ball out. And that's the other thing, too. He, w- he was not a fumbler. No. He was not a fumbler. Um, I don't know how many he had in college, maybe one or two. Um, but it wasn't double-digit fumbles. So uh, that was the other thing. So that was, that was kind of a feather in our cap, too, to be able to, to go in and create a fumble against him. And he was about to score or they were – right down there in the red zone threatening to score. And so uh, for me to come in and kind of clean up a play, somebody had him stood up, and I came in, cleaned it up, and and uh, pulled the ball out. Yeah, I think Gary Reasons wound up recovering it. Yeah. So you get the turnover. For you personally, um, you're playing against the Lions, so you know it's going back to Michigan, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, it's a 1 o'clock kick, so it's not a nationally televised game in the sense that it's going to the whole country. How, how important was that for you? How meaningful was that for you um, to be playing the Lions and shutting down the great Barry Sanders and knowing that all your friends and family can see it? Well, again, like you said, being from Michigan, going to Michigan State, a 1 o'clock game, Everybody at home is watching, right? And um, our games weren't shown in Michigan all the time because it's Detroit's area. Uh, so I knew everybody would be watching. It was uh, it was gratifying to be able to put on uh, a good performance and to be able to to win that game. 
Yeah, you guys would go to 10-0 in, in shutting down the Lions. And, um, you know, I want to just go back to a game a little bit earlier in the season because um, another future Hall of Famer, Dan Marino, came in there. And you guys had shut the Dolphins down in that football game. And I remember going into the locker room after the game and talking with Marino, and he kind of joked with me, and he said, man, he goes, these guys, this defense is no joke. He goes, I come into this building every year. That ain't the Jets. Sure. Um, and just talk about the, the sort of the collective mindset of that team in 1990 um, where, you know, it wasn't just beating people or winning games. It was about completely shutting people down. Yeah, and it was, when you say that, Bob, it's knowing how to shut people down. And, and that's from a mental and physical uh, standpoint. With Dan Marino, uh, we were able to do something that no one else thought that they would be able to do because he was unsackable with his quick release. And I'm comfortable all these years later telling, you know, an inside secret, uh, we used the rules to our favorite. Um, there was a two-step rule back then. So you could you had two steps to hit the quarterback after the ball was released. So most teams, balls are released, they'd go pursue, right? So he was always clean. Um, our goal was to physically pound him within the rules and it would have the same effect as a sack. I remember um, sitting in a meeting room, our defensive meeting room, and uh, you know, Bill's talking about you know the guy uh, gets rid of the ball so fast, so our coverage has to be good. And you know, we were looking at some of our pass rush games and seeing if we could, you know, Lawrence could get to anybody at any given time, but how could we, on a sustained basis, just hit him hit him and we're we're looking at it and I remember raising my hand in that meeting and saying to uh Bill hey Bill there's a two-step rule I think if we can use that to our advantage and we hit him enough it'll have the same effect as a sack because we didn't see a path to sacking him he just didn't get sacked a lot and so um you know Bill thought about it he said, well, is it within the rules? Let's just make sure they're clean hits. But if we got – he said, don't take two. If we can get there in a step and a half, make sure you hit him. And so if you go back and look at that game, I would say halfway through he's completely frazzled. He's complaining to the officials. Um, and we never hit him dirty, but he was on the ground a lot, more than – because he had never experienced it. Because the ball is out and everybody respected um, – Dan Marino, and so it was balls out, go pursue, right? We didn't get to him. Um, and then, you know, his receivers were good. Um, they ran great routes. So it wasn't a matter of, well, we can shut him down and make him hold the football. Dan was not mobile, uh, but they were a well-oiled machine offensively. And so uh, I made that suggestion. I remember um, – I think it was either I think it was Mark Collins was teasing me after that meeting. It could be as good as a sack bill who's calling me a teacher's pet, right? But our entire pass rush, we just put our pass rush games in as if he was gonna hold the ball in an additional second. And um I mean we beat him to a pulp. I mean, just and he had never experienced that before. So two Hall of Famers in the nineteen ninety season, you got a little dolphins. 
The main focus is the shutting down of Barry Sanders. Carl, thanks for sharing these stories with us Thank as the you, Giants man. get ready to play the Lions at MetLife Stadium. Thanks for joining us for this special Papa's Perspective edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. Bob's is back with major style and savings on furniture, mattresses, decor, and more for your home. Shop in-store or online at mybobs.com. Bob's Discount Furniture, the official furniture store and mattress partner of the New York Giants.